Hey guys, it's Ross from Trivia Escape Pod. Our podcat Spock has been messing around with our communications array, and it led to some pretty bad sound quality for episodes 12 through 14. We thought our guests were so darn funny that we didn't want to throw out that audio. So if you keep listening, we apologize for the sound, and we have disciplined our bad kitty. We are broadcasting from the spookiest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I am your host, Julia Sorensen. And I am Ross White. It's October 29th, 2019, and we are searching for a hospitable planet. While we do so, we are broadcasting trivia across the galaxy. So we will be asking uh, trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and creative thinking. We are broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. This week's intro was Trivia Escape Pod themed by Brother Austin. I feel like we're probably still on the lookout for a new permanent theme song though, Rachel's. A plus effort. But yeah, if anybody else out there has any songs for us, feel free to tweet them at us. It is Halloween week. Julia, do you have your costume planned? Yes, I have my costume planned. I initially was going to go like tacky, classic, ironic witch. But then I put it on. I was like, wait, no, I'm feeling this. I'm just rocket being a witch. Um, so I have like a choker necklace, a lacy black dress I for some reason already own, and a super chintzy witch hat off Amazon. All right. Good time. Sweet, sweet. Well, Spock has got his costume on. Oddly enough, this week his costume is that of a dog. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he is it. he is in the body of a uh, of a dog named Iceman this week. Of a chompy little dog. Yeah. And he's, man, he's got hunger in his eyes. You can hear him kind of skittering around the pod, you know? <laughs> With the costume comes a dog's energy. I think normally Engineer Rachel trims his claws, but this <laughs> week he's got those big doggy claws. What are, are these called claws? Yeah. Okay. They're still claws. I didn't know if, like, dogs had a special name for them, because they don't retract on dogs. No, I, I think they are still claws, but if anything, I think Engineer Rachel sharpened them so that we hear the skittering more. Oh, great. To, to embody the Halloween spirit. And you know what's going to be awesome is Spock loves to get on my lap. So with those razor-sharp talons that he's got now, he's going to be right up in my junk. Well, all of the blood will also make for good decoration. So if anything, he's helping us. Damn it. You know, like, I really thought she wasn't going to prank us for Halloween. Like, I woke up in my body, you woke up in your body, but... As so, it, sometimes it's the subtle things that get us the most. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, check it out. We've got something approaching on radar. Yeah, it looks like someone else is floating through space on another escape pod. Uh, let's perform the docking maneuver, Ross. Uh, yeah, I am trying to analyze the passenger manifest, Julie, but I, I'm not, I'm not getting anything. Really? This is this is really weird because the passenger manifest just says ah. Oh no! Halloween has reached the cosmos. I mean, look out the look out the porthole! Like this is the spookiest pod we've ever docked with. Oh my it's, god! It's, it's a covered in cobwebs. It's yeah, it's in the shape of a haunted house. Only it's like, <laughs> it's like the size of a car, but the shape of so it's like a fair haunted house. <laughs> Good. Oh uh, I'm ready to open that airlock. Yeah. Well, and Julia, nobody's nobody's coming aboard. I, no. I don't... 
Is it a ghost? Maybe we Is should. Is it a space ghost? Well, let's. Why don't we go through to this other pod and see what's going on? That that was a scary sound. <laughs> I don't think we have soda in space. That sounded so retro. Hello, is it? Is anybody? This is the this is the creepiest place. It's all cobwebs and. Why are there dolls everywhere? Oh my god! And oh hey, uh, uh, are you uh, you entering our pod? Yeah. What the? We tried to analyze your passenger manifest and. We oh, had... we don't do manifest. We've I... got old books. Are, did you did you invite people over and not tell me? I didn't invite them. They just showed up. I... I'm sorry. He we always should... does this. I'm so. Sorry. It's called trick or treating. You show up to strangers' houses and demand things. I did. just haven't had a trick-or-treater out in space in quite some time. <laughs> yeah. I did bring a bag, if either of you would care to fill this. Um, I guess I should ask, who are you guys? <laughs> sure. Fair question. Fair question. Uh, my name is uh, Swamp Dave. I'm a... Uh, <laughs> I used to be a scoutmaster, but I fell into a radioactive swamp, and now I'm mostly compost. <laughs> You're made of compost. Yeah, mostly compost, but uh doesn't mean I'm I'm not I don't have a human heart. Yeah, you gotta love yourself the way you are, babe. That's right. I got a human heart and I live in a space uh space house with my lovely wife. Yes, my name is Shirley. Uh, well, hi Shirley, you seem quite normal. Well, yes. Yes and no, you know, I'm a I'm a vampire, but Wait, what? Yeah, but uh you see I I don't fully identify as a vampire. I, uh, I mean, I do, but I recently took an allergy test and realized that I'm not allergic to garlic. Um, so I'm really going through some things, but, you know, my partner here, Dave, is really supporting me. Is there a 23andMe for monsters and monster-like people? There is. I took a 23andMe um, test to figure out what my ancestors are. Mostly garbage. It's, yep. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I am an old pizza. And some <laughs> wilted kale uh, on my father's side. I, I can see the sort of dried green around <laughs> around your eyes. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of yams on my mom's side. So potatoes, yams—that's mostly my mom—and a human heart. Yeah. Your your mother is so supportive of our relationship, though. I know. <laughs> Bless her yammy heart. Um. Well, how is it, uh, Swamp Dave and Shirley? How is it that you came to be together? Well, um, once I realized that I wasn't allergic to garlic, I just started expanding my palate, you know, started, uh, you know, eating people and, you know, going, going for salads, you know, going for salads, going for yams, going for, you know, anything I could just I could eat. Cause I realized that, you know, a lot of people think vampires don't eat, but we do. So, okay. So you are actively eating yams. Swamp Dave is like made up primarily of yams on his mom's side. Are you Feeding off of your husband? No, no, no. She no, could no, if she wanted. I could if I wanted. That's why we have a sustaining relationship. Just like in uh, Twilight. Yes, mm-hmm. but but it's also you know when I make food, I I I have things that are left over that I compost and it goes straight to Dave. So it's really I'm cooking for two. Stephanie Meyer needs to take notes. This is true love. This this is yeah. what it looks like. We have a real symbiotic relationship. My left leg is mostly tossed salad, and I've said repeatedly, if she ever gets hungry or famished, feel free to have of my left leg to toss salad. I've also got a lot of merit badges. Nobody really cares a ton about being a scoutmaster. Um, there's, I, I'm a scoutmaster with no scouts up here. 
it's it's challenging being in a, a space haunted house with no scouts. What? But um, is that what the dolls are for? Are those your makeshift scouts? Yeah, those are my makeshift scouts. Troop one eighty five. Um, I take them through, you know, my scavenger hunts and the other things you do to earn merit badges. <laughs> Mostly scavenger hunts. Teach them how to survive out here. Are the badges just little pieces of lettuce? Yeah, I've I've taken little tiny wilted pieces of myself and put them on these dolls. That that's true uh, scoutsmanship. We I live a blessed that. life up here. I appreciate the resourcefulness. And um, surely during these scavenger hunts, uh, what is your role? Uh, I you know I'm here for emotional support. I have hundreds of years of experience uh, uh, talking people through their situations. You know, that's one of the benefits of being a vampire is a lot of emotional intelligence. Are you also a therapist? I mean, not formally trained. Uh, I did eat a few therapists along the way. Uh, but, you know, I just think I, I've had literally hundreds of thousands of conversations and talked people through their emotional traumas. And so that's really another reason that we get along so well is that, you know, I'm, I'm here for him. and He's here for me. You okay. can't really know a person until you've eaten them. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Now you, but you said you you've counseled hundreds of thousands of people through their traumas. Is that as you were devouring them? No, I just mean you know, even as a vampire, you gotta have friends. You know, like I I move through the world. I have I have friends and relationships. Some people I eat, sure, but like you know, Jack the Ripper had a life. <laughs> you know, I I just think we need to look at the whole person. And then eat the whole person. And then eat the whole person yes. if you should choose. This is why our relationship is so pure and magical for me is that, you know, now that I've realized that I can I can eat other items, I can use spices, um, I think that we we really were able to only harm, you know, people that deserve it, you know, frankly. I'm traditionally edible. So when you say you only harm people who deserve it, uh, that to me sounds like vigilante justice of a sort. I mean, if you want to make us your superheroes, go for it. You know, like, what has Groot got on Swamp Dave? That's all I'm saying. Swamp Dave has a lot more language. I'm much more of a conversationalist than Groot. (laughs) Plus more useful to the environment. Much more useful. I take our trash and I make it into into nature's treasure. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Well... Oh, sorry. Well, Swamp Dave and Shirley, we run a trivia escape pod, and uh, we seem to be running a little low on fuel, to be frank, and we are indeed powered by correct trivia answers Mm. written by our AI. So would you guys be willing to help us out a little bit and send us on our merry way home? Of course. Absolutely. I've literally digested many books. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Good, you're prepared. Mm -hmm. All right, here are the rules. We have provided you with a pen and paper, and we're going to ask you some questions. Now, our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer you get right, but our AI is an asshole and seems to have a sick sense of humor. So in addition to correct answers, it now seems you will get some points for answers that are so wrong it can make us laugh. So we will ask the questions for a round to give uh, listeners some time to think about their own answers, and then we'll check in with you to see how you did. Our AI has currently uh, taken over your ship's computers as well, so it will be manifesting right here on our screens in front of us. Is our AI, like, secretly evil? I can really buy that. Given that our AI has been printed on both Spock and Engineer Rachel, who mysteriously is not aboard this spooky 
car-sized haunted house pod. She probably saw it, and, and the window's like, nope, no, I'm not going near that, nope. You know, I, I do, I would like to note that it took us a really long time to find uh, Swamp Dave and Shirley, given the fact that their pod is only the size of a car, and yet when we got on their pod, we did not notice them at all right at first. <laughs> Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into round one. We're going to give you all of the questions, and then we'll get your answers at the end. Question number one, for 50 points each, which two planets in our solar system have no known moons? And I mean, you know, the solar system around Earth where Julia and I are from, not, of course, the solar system we're in now, which is uncharted and dark space, uh, where there is no sunlight, no apparent moons, no planets. This is just the emptiest void of space ever. True, but it is good for a vampire, though. There's no threat of sun. I see why y'all are hanging out here. <laughs> uh, number two. What is the only number to be spelled in alphabetical order? Like, when you write the when you write out the number, what is the only number to be spelled in alphabetical order? And you don't have to count too high, because as a hint, it's less than 100. Ooh. And to keep you from just spelling out every number from <laughs> one all the way up, we are going to go ahead and ask a third question. So now it's trivia and not just a skills test. Right. Question number three, I'll name three characters from a musical. You tell me what musical that was. And it's a three-part question, so we'll have part A, B, and C. 3A, the three characters are Annie Oakley... Frank Butler, and Sitting Bull. For musical 3B, the three characters are Elder Price, Elder Cunningham, and Maroney. And for musical 3C, Jack Kelly, Catherine, and Joseph Butler. Catherine is not dignified with the last name. She really isn't. Which of these things is not like the other Catherine? Maybe, I, I assume that means she's royalty. This is like Catherine the Great, but we just left that off. I was thinking the opposite, and that she's just really just there in the background. I know nothing about this musical, so I could easily just buzz like, oh yeah, Catherine's just there. Okay, so not royalty then. <laughs> uh, number four. With an average height of about 13,000 feet and stretching for 4,300 miles, which continental mountain range is the longest in the world? Which continental mountain range is longest in the world? But not highest. We're just talking like... Longest. Yeah. Like edge to edge, butt to butt of a mountain range. Sure. You see what That's I did? what gets you through the night. You see what I did? B U T T E? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Ah. I'm not acknowledging it, but I saw it. <laughs> you know, uh, if I remember correctly, vampires are from the mountainous regions of Transylvania. Mm-hmm. Shirley, are you are your folks a mountain people? We are. We're from Appalachia, though. Oh, I see. Appalachian vampires. Yeah. I dig it. Okay. Uh, and, and do you focus on any specific part of the Appalachian? Are you guys like the Pennsylvania Dutch? Vampires? No, I mean we we have some cousins up there, of course, but you know we really lacked electricity, so we came on down to the, the like the little the little corners there where you're not quite sure if you're in Virginia, Georgia, or Tennessee. That's kind of where I'm from. Fair enough. All right. The in between. The in between, if you will. Okay. <laughs> 
Question number five is a four-part question. All of the answers to this question are phrases that rhyme. So we're going to do 5A through D. 5A is a hairstyle that looks like the result of just waking up. And remember, all of the answers are phrases that rhyme. 5B is a hyphenated term for illicit or surreptitious sexual activity. Illicit, really? I mean, the surreptitious, maybe, but illicit, well, I guess. Maybe our AI is just secretly raunchy, uh, hoping for some action. Oh, man. Poor, poor AI is still thinking about Dave Mills from back in the day. Yeah, sometimes it just, like, little broken hearts float on its screen sometimes. Mm, so sad. 5C. You put your right foot in, you put your right foot out. That one's a tough one. I, I don't think any human being is going to get that. Uh, thankfully, neither of our guests today seems to be human. Uh, and 5D, raring to go, could describe a horse that's warmed up and ready to run. Swamp Dave looks terrified <laughs> at this aspect. Which, in fairness, Swamp Dave always has a somewhat terrified look on his face, as though his face is constantly decaying. <laughs> It is. <laughs> yeah, so how does it work being a creature of compost in an atmosphere with little to no oxygen? This is such a good question, and I get it from all of the guests that we have. Uh, Which is how often? Very rarely. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of different folks that when they do come and visit us, they'll drop off little bits of trash. I take it, and I make it, uh, make it into part of myself, pretty much, and uh, give them a little badge on the way out. <laughs> Chicken treat, hello, here's a badge. Pretty uh, much how it goes, yep. <laughs> All right, last question of round one, uh, which is the end of our general trivia round. Uh, number six, which celebrity did Christian Bale closely study to prepare for his role in American Psycho? Which celebrity did Christian Bale closely study to prepare for his role in American Psycho? Ah, uh, Christian Bale. In American Psycho. That uh, that movie made me thoroughly loathe Christian Bale for a number of years. I really? Was, I, yeah, I was sort of unable to detach. You know how sometimes you, like, you see somebody in a role and it's the first time you sort of know who they are and you just become fixated on, like, that must be who that person is. Yeah, it's like whenever we see Nick Offerman in anything, it's like, oh, Ron Swanson. Yeah, always, forever. <laughs> like, I just watched Good Omens and he has the most un-Ron Swanson role and that's like, oh, Ron Swanson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, Swamp Dave, surely it's time to find out how you did in round one for 50 points each. What are the two planets in our solar system, that's me and Julia, uh, that do not have any known moons? And what we'll do here is we'll come to one of you, let you take a guess, and then the other one can take a stab at it. Uh, so why don't we start this one with Swamp Dave, what do you think? Which two planets in our solar system have no known moons? Um, I'm not... You would think being living in space, I would have some answers to this, but I wrote down the moon. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think the moon has its own moon. This is kind of true, but it's not a planet. Not what you were looking for? That's really all I had. <laughs> all right, so Shirley, uh, Swamp Dave could not even manage two answers. We'll give, we'll, we'll give you a shot. What uh, what two planets in our solar system have no known moons? Well, I went with Uranus because... Um, it's fun to say. It's fun to say, and I feel like 
you know, like a human, you get rid of your excess. Uranus wouldn't have a moon; it would get rid of its excess. All right, that that is not like a correct deep. answer. Yeah, you really uh, wait. Don't don't say deep. In oh God. <laughs> uh, that is not a correct answer, but you still got one guess. Uh, uh, Venus, because love. When you break up with an ex boyfriend, you get rid of him as well. That. Sometimes you eat him. <laughs> As the case may be. That is not a thing no that we have done with our exes. Oh. But Venus is a correct answer. Oh, wow. Right, right. And I was going for metaphorical, you know. No, actually, that is the literal reason why Venus has no moon. Ooh, see? Yeah. She, Venus ate the moons? Yeah, she's like a praying mantis. Wow. She just eats whoever wrongs her. And I knew I had a connection, a spiritual connection. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is a fact established in 1631 by Galileo. Correct. And uh, the other planet that we're looking for is Mercury. Mm. Mercury has no moons that we know of. Question number two. What is the only number to be spelled in alphabetical order? This is a fun question because if you say the wrong answer, it will be so obvious that you're wrong. Like, there's only one right answer. You can't guess wrong because by guessing the answer, if it's wrong, you're wrong. I guess that's how all trivia works. (laughs) Um, we could we could start with you, Swamp Dave, because um, I you know I've, I've been looking at the sort of wilted kale around your eyes and noticing that you probably don't see or process written language uh, in the way that a human would. I'm continuing to write down all of the letters, all of the numbers. <laughs> Still, I've only I, gotten to seven. I smell stalling. So far, no. Uh, it's not one through seven is my answer. <laughs> That's kind of correct. That is partially correct. Shirley, do you want to take a stab at this one? I was I was going to say an imaginary number. Um, <laughs> well, like Blurn. But, well, you well, know. Blurn is unfortunately also incorrect. <laughs> not in alphabetical order, yeah. It's not, it's not in alphabetical order. <laughs> the correct answer there is 40. Oh, man. It would have taken me quite a while to get there. <laughs> you'd, have been, you'd have been writing for some time. Uh, number three, we named three characters of a musical, and you uh, have to tell us which musical. 3A was Annie Oakley, Frank Butler, and Sitting Bull. I think that those are all great names for cats. So I would say cats. <laughs> if I had all a... played by James Corden. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to say, I think those are all great names for cats, so I'll say Phantom of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I just wrote cats again. Okay. <laughs> it's a great answer, uh, cats. I'm going to go with Annie, get your gun. You are the correct one in that instance. Again, I have a relationship uh, uh, with um, Reba McIntyre, who once played <laughs> Annie, get your gun on Broadway. Did you eat Reba McIntyre? No, she's still alive. He's from Oklahoma. It's great. But you know what? She has stopped aging. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you did you? Know that? <laughs> I, I do. You're a vampire. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying I did. Not saying I didn't. Well, for uh, removing plausibility, let's move on to letter B. Uh, Elder Price, Elder Cunningham, and Maroney. I'm ready for this one. We have seen some of these folks uh, visit us. Yeah, at our space pod. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, we'll get some door-to-door... Uh, salesmen. Salesmen selling Book of Mormon. And, you know, we we have our own thing. We're doing fine. But uh, we are confident. I'm confident that this is from the Book of Mormon because I've met them. Uh, your confidence is correct. That is the Book of Mormon. They're out here. <laughs> we out here. Uh, 3C, Jack Kelly, Catherine, and Joseph Butler. Also cats. 
<laughs> no. Also, those are all terrible names for cats. <laughs> I think come here, Jack Kelly. <laughs> Bad cat. Bad Jack Kelly. Come here, Joseph Butler. <laughs> um, the correct answer was Newsies. Oh, I was going to go with guys and dolls because those are also people I would eat. Those are. <laughs> well, you have plenty of dolls and one swamp guy here on your pod. Yeah, we're, we've got enough guys and dolls in this pod oh, to fill our life. Question number four, with an average height of about 13,000 feet and stretching for 4,300 miles, which continental mountain range is the longest in the world? Shirley, do you want to take a stab at this one? Uh, I was going to go with the Pyrenees. I had a great vacation there one time. I'm so sorry. That is not the correct answer. Swamp Dave? I am all mountains. That's all i got to say. I'm connected to all life in the galaxy, so I'll put Swamp Dave as my answer. <laughs> So you're you're really pulling a group right here to just be like Swamp Dave. I am. Swamp Dave. <laughs> yep, I've I've got a real connection to all the green energy that connects uh, everything. The correct answer there was the Andes. The Andes. Mm. Uh, Andes uh, kid used to be in my scout troop. Uh, yeah. He <laughs> yeah also we... fell into a swamp and became a swamp monster, but. We're real proud of him, though. Yeah, he's, he's doing well for himself. Good. Well, now that it's Halloween, we are going to eat 43,000 or 4,300 miles of Andy's mints. Mm. Yes, yeah. please and thank you. Um, so, number five, all of these are phrases that rhyme. 5A, a hairstyle that looks like the result of just waking up. I have this one, but it does not rhyme. Uh, I wrote down bedhead of lettuce. Oh. That is correct, because your hair is entirely made of lettuce. wilted lettuce. Yeah, yeah. so when answer. I wake up, it doesn't rhyme entirely, but I do have a bedhead of lettuce when I when I wake up. It is an answer that we will accept just specifically for you. Thank you very much. And I have to say, I really admire your long, flowing lettuce. Thank it's, you. Uh, it's a beautiful mane. You look kind of like a Robert Plant in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. I'll Lo- take that. Locks of Lettuce sounds like a really shitty John Green novel. <laughs> L- Locks of Lettuce is the charity to which Swamp Dave <laughs> donates yearly. Robert Plant is a good friend of mine, but I think we're thinking of a different Robert Plant. <laughs> My friend is a plant named Robert. <laughs> 5B. Um, a hyphenated term for illicit or surreptitious sexual activity. Mm, I'll take this one, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, again, this might be specific to us, but sneak-a-leak. <laughs> I don't even want to know where you sneak that leak to. Sneak-a-leak. Sneak-a-leak. Is that not, a, that common not a common phrase? No. But... Pretty regularly, we'll uh, sneak-a-leak. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, when we used this one uh, back on Earth at Linda's, uh, my favorite answer that we got was a snuck-fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Snuck fuck, pretty good. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with that one. We, we were indeed looking for a hanky panky. Ross um, is not okay right now. <laughs> oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> oh my god, I, I think Shirley has started to use like the vampire gaze on me. Uh, I feel myself falling under the control of our casts. <laughs> 5C, you put your right foot in, you put your right foot out. I can see tears forming in your eyes from laughing. All over the galaxy, folks, you're doing the hokey pokey. That's true, that's true. That is correct, and that's worth 50 points. Are are we on the board now? (laughs) You guys have been on the board for a while. That may be my first right answer. (laughs) 5D, raring to go could describe a horse that's warmed up and ready to run. 
That, now, see, this is we have another specific answer for this. Mm. Uh, I see. I, the the like common language is hot to trot, but we're more hot to pot because you know we got to get cooking. You know, I dig. I dig. It still works. <laughs> Question number six: Which celebrity did Christian Bale closely study to prepare for his role in American Psycho? Uh, I wrote down a Venus flytrap, the mm. scariest American, the most, mm. the most scary American plant. Uh, violence, ready to kill at a moment's notice. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's our spaceship talking to us. Oh, wow. Okay, so your your spaceship has its own AI. It does. It's fighting back with ours. <laughs> it's fighting back for control. And it also does not know the trivia answer. And <laughs> is very sorry about that. Uh, Shirley, did you want to take a stab at that one? Yeah, I was thinking Christian Bale studied himself from the future. No. <laughs> Well, in, in the movie, he studies himself in the mirror an awful lot. Mm-hmm. The correct answer there was Tom Cruise. Uh, oh. Pretty on par with the Venus flytrap, though. And if you think about American Psychos, uh, Tom Cruise is high on the list. <laughs> yeah, it checks. It checks. Julia, what is our AI that is wired into their AI and is <laughs> doing something creepy there? Uh, what's it telling you that their score is after one round? Uh, their score is 300 points on Ooh, the screen. All right. Well, let's jump right into round two. Uh, our AI has prepared for you a set of questions about Halloween. Oh, I can I can hear Spock just uh, Skittering flo- about. floating around with his razor-sharp talons. He is, uh, <laughs> he's crushing it. Uh, so in this round, guys, we have got a bunch of questions about Halloween all ready for you, and, uh, why don't we launch into those right now with question number one, Halloween was thought to have begun in which country? Hmm, yeah. That's a, it's a weird celebration if you think about it. So one wonders, where would that have been, like, an idea that they were like, you know what we need in our lives? In my dreams, because I live for everything involving Halloween. I love the costumes. I love the movies. Honestly, I love Halloween TV specials, especially Bob's Burgers. Oh, I have not seen that one. Um, I mean, there's one every season, and it's always like the best episodes next to the Thanksgiving episodes. But Hulu is doing a great thing now where they subcategorize like which styles of episodes are binge So if you just go like the Bob's Burgers page of Hulu, it subcategorizes all the Halloween episodes all the Thanksgiving episodes, all the sing-along episodes. Nice. And I think it's a wonderful feature. I wonder if it would do that with Community and all of the paintball episodes. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. I don't know why that's on my mind. Uh, Number two. In Hollywood, California, local officials have had a ban on which popular aerosol-slash-toy since 2004, but it's only in effect on October 31st. Uh, aerosol slash toy uh, res- describes only like a very few things in this world. That's a very niche range of objects. That is a objects. very niche range of objects. All right, and Spock is now has jumped on my arm with those razor sharp claws. I am bleeding profusely. Uh, so, um, you know what? I'm just going to toss the blood over onto you, Swamp Dave. I assume that you can sort of compost blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, it, blood actually doesn't compost super well, but it's going to, all of the, um, you know, chemicals and... It's nutrient-rich. It's, it's very nutrient-rich, and it's going to help me quite a bit uh, with 
with the scum I'm made of. I do think my blood is like 72% diet wild cherry Pepsi. I'm so. thankful that you gave me the blood because typically my wife is the one who takes most of she, she's the blood. Been, she's been eyeballing it. Yeah. I do. I would. I, you know, though, uh, one thing I wanted to say is that, you know, Swamp Dave does do a little bit of like a 23andMe compost version. So in a minute, he'll be able to tell you what you ate oh, yesterday. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's a little service that he provides. We've been working on that. You yeah. know what? I'm going to check in with him after our next question. Yeah. Number three, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, your favorite department, what were the six states producing the most pumpkins back in 2014? That was the most updated list that we could find for that. So the six states producing the most pumpkins. And uh, so, so, Dave, you've had a minute. What did I eat yesterday? A bunch of double stuffed Oreos is all I'm getting. The thing is, we don't know. We are asleep six days a week, uh, so I have no idea what I ate. I, only what Engineer Rachel puts into my stasis food tubes. Well, she was giving you a treat yesterday because <laughs> it looks all I'm feeling is double stuffed Oreos. That I would believe it. I mean, that is, it, I would. I could buy it. Yeah, yeah no, I, I would just kind of trust that that would be her dietary guidance for us. I wondered why I was gaining all that weight. <laughs> you know? If you all are interested in buying any popcorn, by the way, I'm happy to sell you some popcorn. Uh, my Doll Scouts aren't selling a ton, but I'd <laughs> love to see So, so Doll Scouts don't sell cookies. They sell popcorn. That's right? correct. Yeah. Boy Scouts are a popcorn-selling uh, organization, but my Boy Scouts are a bunch of dolls, so <laughs> I've got to do most of the work. Uh, number four. Which famous magician and escapist died on Halloween in 1926 due to a ruptured appendix? Man, what a way to go. I know, really. Let's uh, let's move on to number five. According to Hallmark, Halloween is the sixth most popular holiday for giving a card, which is weird because I don't ever remember getting a Halloween card, but you know what else. Uh, what are the top five holidays for giving a card? Yeah, I always see Halloween cards in the store, and I keep thinking, who buys these? What is the point uh, of a card for Halloween? Apparently, people are just like, ooh, look at this not even spooky pun. I'm going to give this to a grandchild. <laughs> That's, that is all I can figure. Uh, number six, which is the last question of our Halloween round. In 1898, uh, the Herman Golitz Confectionery Company of Fairland, California, produced a polarizing candy that's commonly associated with Halloween. Name the candy for 50 points. And for 100 more points, tell us the brand name of the candy that the Herman Golitz Confectionery Company later took as its own name. And I will give you a hint that uh, they did not take the name of the candy that they started producing in 1898 that people either love or freaking hate. That they took the name of a different popular candy. I personally love this candy. Oh, yeah? I'm excited whenever it comes The to polarizing that. candy? Yes. I hate the polarizing what? candy. I do. More for I me. I find it to be utterly vile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so... Let's see how our guests today did. Swamp Dave Shirley, Halloween was thought to have begun in which country? Uh, I'm going to go first. I'll take Ireland. That is correct. Actually, we would have taken any of the Celtic-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. So Scotland, Ireland, the Isle of Man, Wales, Cornwall, Brittany, any of those was good. And that was so sharp that we gave you 100 points. Uh, if you had just said the UK or France, you'd have gotten 50 
Uh, all right, so question number two. In Hollywood, California, local officials have had a ban on which popular aerosol slash toy since 2004 that's only in effect on October 31st? Um, I believe it is Silly String. That is correct. Which I can shoot from my fingertips at will. Wait, what? Yep. That's true. It's corn husk. <laughs> Sticky corn husk. I mean, that's probably more biodegradable, so if anything, you're helping Halloween. Oh, yeah. I We have a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, what were the six states producing the most pumpkins in 2014? God, I wonder why this list hasn't been updated. <laughs> we're, just to clarify, were we talking about political pumpkins? Like, you know, like... Yes. <laughs> no, go ahead and tell us what you meant. I just mean like like dumb politicians who were doing like pumpkin things. Oh, pumpkin is a common term to you for people who do something pumpkiny. We should start using that more like, often. What a, what a you know you heard of pumpkin heads? What yeah, what a pumpkin head. I thought Pumpkinhead was like a horror movie villain, which is actually a lot like many of our politicians. Yeah. Right? I, I see what you're talking about. No, we were we were looking for literal, literal pumpkins. pumpkins. Okay, literal pumpkins. I wrote the moon again. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with uh, Virginia, Georgia, Alabama, uh, uh, New Hampshire, um, Indiana. Is that six yet? I don't remember. <laughs> That's five. I need one more. Oh, uh, and uh, Kentucky. All six of those are wrong. Oh God! See, uh, it's you go. For, feel free to give us the right. In fairness, though, you should feel great because you were able to name six states, <laughs> which Swamp Dave was not able to do. We were the moon should be a state. <laughs> to be fair, the moon should be a state. We were looking for California, Illinois, Ohio, New York. Pennsylvania, and Michigan. We have not bought a pumpkin in a very long time. Whenever we need a pumpkin, I simply produce one from my muck. That's true. We're more rutabaga people. Do you, you know? carve rutabagas? We do. You yeah. can carve a rutabaga much like you can carve a pumpkin. Yeah. You got to have a uh, knife safety merit badge in order to use the knife, though. And so, yes, so does. if I were to give you this rutabaga, you would be able to. Oh, oh my oh, gosh! Yep. Surely yeah. you're you're doing it with your teeth. Oh yeah, it's a it's a technique. And I'll just them. take I... those scraps and absorb them back into me. Yeah, it's a great thing. You know, our our friend, the the undead poet Travis, uh, uh, taught us how to carve rutabagas. And mm-hmm. the undead poet Travis. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's great. He's an undead poet. You get to work work on your craft a lot longer a lot if longer. you never die. Hmm. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, moving on to number four. Which famous magician and escapist died on Halloween in 1926 from a ruptured appendix? Uh, Houdini. Correct. Or Boudini. Boudini. Uh, we've now. <laughs> so this, this is their pun. We would have to. Harry leave. Boudini. We are no, he good friends with his here anymore. Good friends with his ghost. Yeah, we, we are good friends with his ghost now. <laughs> number, Harry Boudini. Number five. Very easy to escape if you're uh, non corporeal. <laughs> number five. According to Hallmark, Halloween is the sixth most popular holiday for giving a card. What are the top five? Most holidays were invented by Hallmark to sell cards. So I, I went starting with that. So I started with Mother's Day, Father's Day, 
Grandparents' Day, Scoutmaster's Day, and then Compost Appreciation Day. You forgot Arbor Day. And Arbor Day. I always said you were part of Arbor Day. (laughs) Well, you actually got two of those right. Mother's Day and Father's Day are numbers three and four. Charlie, Uh, do you have any additional uh, things to add to that? New Year's, uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter. Christmas and Easter, yeah. yes. Uh, you guys missed Valentine's Day, uh, which, you know, given the fact that uh, Dave has a human heart and and I think surely your heart has withered into terrible blackness as yes, yes, the, yes, on of account of being a vampire, so you guys probably skip Valentine's Day. Instead of a heartbeat, you just hear screams when you put a stethoscope to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's beautiful. You, I you, put... want me, you want me to do it real quick? Yeah, please. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> It's just a constant stream. Yes. I'm impressed that you had a stethoscope to put up to the microphone. That <laughs> I always come prepared. Yeah. yeah. That's the Boy Scout motto. Always, always come prepared. That all is, right. Wait, all of your dolls have little stethoscopes. <laughs> yes, they do. They've all earned their stethoscope merit badge. <laughs> Number six. In uh, 1898, the Herman Gullitz Confectionery Company of Fairfield, California, produced a polarizing candy that's commonly associated with Halloween. And this candy is terrible. So, it's the best. So go ahead and name this horrible candy. Candy corn. Correct. What the, is your thoughts on candy corn? The family that candy corns together stays together. We are huge candy corn. My people, yes. Family. Um, all right, and then for 100 more points, tell us the name of the candy that the Herman Golitz Confectionery Company later took as its own name. Candy corn company. <laughs> no. No. We're looking for Jelly Belly. They are now oh. what is the Jelly Belly Company. Yeah. All right. So at the end of two rounds, Julia, what is your AI telling us that the score is? Uh, ding, ding, ding. We have 750 points on our spooky screen. Right on. And, you know, we only need 1,000 points to get out of this quadrant. So hopefully Shirley and Swamp Dave are helping us get there. But we are going to have to wait just a few minutes before we find out if we will launch into another sector of space while we take a brief break. We'll be back in just a minute with more Trivia Escape Pod. We are broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. And we are back with Trivia Escape Pod. Now, if you guys like the show, you can help us by telling a friend to find us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and or TriviaEscapePod.com. So every time you refer a friend to the podcast, you are helping us to ensure that we can continue to make some great episodes and hijinks for you guys. In episode 11, we asked Tarek Luthen which witch was crushed by a house in The Wizard of Oz, and listener Christine Greider wrote in to let us know that the correct answer was the Wicked Witch of the East, not the Wicked Witch of the West, who was later melted with water. Thank you, Christine, and for that correction, for and for writing us to tell us, quote, Engineer Rachel exudes a bubbly charm uh, with every word and deed, which she does. I wonder she does. I wonder how much she was paid to say that from Engineer Rachel, but she does. Uh, you know what? I think she might be Engineer Rachel's original superfan, uh, because mm-hmm. I, I have noticed that she seems to enjoy a lot of what Engineer Rachel does. Mm-hmm. It's good to have strangers out in the world who love the things that you do. It's good to that have That you've fan. never, ever met before, ever. <laughs> 
So, Shirley, Swamp Dave, uh, we have got a new round for you. It's a movie round. And the way that this is going to work is that our AI has taken the names of some existing movies and it has changed one letter in the title. So it has only changed one letter. It has not added any letters or subtracted any letters. Um, and based on the new title, it has written a brand new plot. It wants us to read the plot to you and you to name the movie. So I'm going to give you a sample real quick. We'll see if you can solve this one. Uh, the, the plot is that Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and Killer Croc team up to fight some cephalopods. Mm, uh, suicide Squid? Yeah, that we, is... We actually know a Suicide Squid. Mm-hmm. He's a... He's in counseling, though. He's getting a lot of help. Yeah. And he's going to be all right. So With he... a lot of support from his, his community, I think yeah. he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. I, I know there's a hotline there for that. There is. For squids. Yes. I know it's also hard for them to sometimes dial the number for that. They get greedy and they just push all the buttons at once. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, but in keeping with the spookiness of Halloween, all of the movies in this round are horror movies. The plots are pretty terrifying. So let's jump right in. Here is the plot to number one. Number one. A journalist must investigate a mysterious videotape which seems to cause the death of any ice hockey players one week after they view it. Oh man, that is dun, dun, dun. that's terrifying. Let's let's hope that our local sports team never has to see. Is it just their own blunders like a sports group of their own blunders? Oh my god, it's just bloopers. Yes. Ah. Bloopers, that's the word. <laughs> the plot to horror movie number two. A shy, outcast girl unleashes telekinetic terror on her small town after being pushed too far at her senior prom and then runs away to join a circus freak show. I feel like that actually just combines two horror movies. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a great movie. TVH, yeah, I would watch that. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Number three. A family lives in an isolated hotel for their winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son makes anything he can into a knife. Which, again, just sounds like an actual movie. Well, I think, you know what? I think these have elements of the original movie in there. Movie number four. Two strangers wake up in a room and discover their pawns in a deadly game perpetrated by a notorious serial killer, Ross's cat Spock, who is today a dog with razor sharp claws. <laughs> Happy so, Halloween. Yeah. I Shirley, you just keep licking your lips as you as you look at my arm. This is I'm really terrified of you right now. You're gonna suck the blood of the co-host, Shirley? Oh yes, I you know <laughs> I want I want to welcome you to my home. You know that's why I'm fatting you up. You know, like share some trivia, some share wilted some food, kale, sell some wilted kale. But you know, eventually, you know, I'm thinking about it. You know, I, you to know. I, just I want to put it all on the table. I can still see part of the decomposing pizza in Swamp Dave, and you know, there's, there's it's a fresh pizza. It takes a while for pizza to decompose, <laughs> there, yeah, but it'll get there. There's a piece that there. looks kind of good. My question is who delivers pizza this far out into space? Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's they, how we met undead poet Travis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, also a Domino's delivery. Mm-hmm. I guess poetry does not pay anything. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, number five, Victor Frankenstein makes his monster a mate who he can live a life on a pickle farm with. <laughs> I, our AI is trying to bring back your running gag of living on a pickle farm uh, from our live shows. <laughs> question number six. I'm sorry. Movie plot number six. A shy student, a gun-toting tough guy, and a pair of sisters travel through zombie-filled America to make it in time for their castle-building contest at the beach. Some of these are hard. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these require that you've kept current on Mm. on horror movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Number seven. An eccentric scientist begins to transform into a giant man-fly hybrid after one of his experiments goes horribly wrong and turns him into a shoestring potato snack. Which is uh, probably the origin of, of Swamp Dave. A shoestring potato snack? Were you, were you at one point human uh, messing around with teleportation machines and then you were transformed into, like, potato? And- I fell into a swamp. We'd been working on a lot of different scientific merit badges at the time. Some of that uh, energy may have uh, combined with the swamp gases and, and swamp fumes. So I think it's it's pretty similar origin story. It's a surprisingly similar to well, I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, here's here's your next uh, your next movie plot. A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims' personal promiscuous undergarments. Why? What is up with our AI doing things about? Promiscuity. It's lusty to Illicit sexual activity. It's ready to sneak I think these, these are just yeah, like, sounds like thin sneak, undergarments, sneak. aren't they? Like, I think he's been watching Halloween specials and has a thing for Morticia Adams. Well, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> Truth. I mean, hello. <laughs> uh, number nine. A murderous doll does battle with Muhammad Ali under his original name. As soon as you said murderous doll, all the dolls on this pod, their eyes went red. Holy shit, Julia, I'm not sure we're going to make it out of here. Um, guys, this might be our last trivia escape pod. We love you all. Shirley's licking her lips. The dolls are up now just looking with you, looking at you with red eyes. Looking with me. <laughs> they're also looking with you they're at not, other things. They're not trying to eat at you. They're eating <laughs> with you. <laughs> Number 10, when five college friends arrive at a remote forest getaway for a little vacation, they discover that they are trapped in a bad Jeremy Piven movie about a car salesman. Well, should that require you to know a really shitty movie? I don't think I would get this I don't think I would either. Um, But that is the end of the round, and what a... Terrible way to land with a thud, AI. Good. All right, the so true uh, Shirley and Swap Dave, let's find out how you did in this round. Number one, a journalist must investigate a mysterious videotape which seems to cause the death of any ice hockey players one week after they view it. Uh, the rink. Correct. And number two, a shy outcasted girl unleashes telekinetic terror on her small town after being pushed too far at her senior prom and then runs away to join a circus freak show. Ah, uh, I think that is Carney. Yeah, it is indeed Carney. Most 
fair food from the state fair is no longer compostable. It has ceased to be an organic. I wondered object. why you had a funnel cake on your back. This funnel cake has been on my back since 1985. <laughs> it will not compost. You should see a, a plastic surgeon about that. Yeah. I love you the way. Or a gardener. Thank you. <laughs> Number three, a family lives in an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son makes anything he can into a knife. Yeah, I, I resent that this is being called a horror film. It really felt like a family movie to me. <laughs> it reminded me of growing up. Um, this is The Shiving. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that, that The blood scene really just like bonded your family yeah, together. Yeah, I was just like, this is Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> That scene where the elevators open up. And yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's just like... We're just wondering where the rest Christmas of the family is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four. Two strangers wake up in a room and discover their pawns in a deadly game perpetrated by a notorious serial killer, Ross's cat, Spock. Mm. I saw this and all of its sequels. Paul. Correct. Number five. Victor Frankenstein makes his monster a mate who he can live with on a pickle farm. I don't know, Bride of Gherkin. <laughs> That's what I got. Not not quite. Shirley, do you want to take a stab at this? I, I also only came up with Pride of Frankenstein. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Brine of oh, Frankenstein. Oh, there we go. Brine of Frankenstein. Yeah, of course, I guess, uh, Swamp Dave, you would not know anything about preservatives. No, you know, I love when it doesn't preserve. <laughs> Number six. A shy student, a gun-toting tough guy, and a pair of sisters travel through zombie-filled America to make it in time for a sand ca- or for a <laughs> castle building. What kind of castles? <laughs> what sort of castles? Was it? I wonder if you can figure this one out now. Fuck me. <laughs> Uh, I've got zombie sand here. Well, that is answer. the correct answer. I went to the beach one time. I got in the water, and every part of me disconnected from itself. And I just floated out into the ocean. It took yeah. about 30 or 40 years for me to come back together in the giant plastic, uh, what's it called? Plastic island in the middle oh, of the, the Great Trash. The Great Trash Island. Yep, yeah. I found myself again. I bet you smelled of lovely algae when that hey, when you came back together. You I know, did. some people are confused and they think the heart of the ocean is that stone from the Titanic. But no, it was actually Swamp Bay. His heart <laughs> was just floating out there in the plastic mm-hmm. swamp. Number seven, an eccentric scientist begins to transform into a giant man-fly hybrid after one of his experiments goes horribly wrong and turns him into a shoestring potato snack. Mmm, the fry. That is correct. Correct. Uh, Number eight, a research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victim's personal promiscuous undergarments. That's right. When you're ready to sneak a leak, you better wear the thong. <laughs> yep, indeedy. <laughs> sneak a leak bothers me in so many ways. <laughs> Number nine, a murderous doll. God, they're looking at me now. <laughs> a murderous doll does battle with Muhammad Ali under his original name. Child's Clay. That is correct for 50 points. All of these murderous dolls are trained in first aid. Just want to let it's, you know. It's good to know. So they can beat you up, heal you, beat you up again for an endless life. Not a That's single right. one of them has bandaged my bleeding arm. Uh, I am down to about three ounces of blood left in my body. I'm getting very lightheaded. 
Number 10, when five college friends arrive at a remote forest getaway for a little vacation, they discover that they are trapped in a bad Jeremy Piven movie about a car salesman. Uh, Kid Summer? Oh, what that was, you got? I'm sorry, that's, that's not what I correct. got, Kid Summer. Yeah, this, this one was just not, not a reasonable question. <laughs> uh, the correct answer was The Cabin in the Goods. Oh. oh. Yeah. So now I know you're going to be uh, inclined to rush to space Netflix and watch The Goods. The Goods. I was hoping it was Toyota of Durham the movie. <laughs> Which is a movie that doesn't exist yet, but I would totally watch. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what is the AI telling you that their score is after round three, Julia? After round three, your score is 1150. So we have enough to leave, uh, get out of your composting hair at last. Um, but we have one more round behind us. Yeah, Julia, hopefully. Let's make this one one where they can get some points. I, I want to get away from here. I'm okay. With These guys too. are really spooky, right? Uh, they're, they're nice, but I'm not picking up on the vibes here. The dolls are stroking your hair. I was really hoping that was Spock. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to turn around and acknowledge it. No, if it was Spock, he'd be cutting your hair right now because he has a razor sharp tail. I have very thick hair. Okay. For me, it's the same. Well, why don't, let's ask this question and see if we can maybe you know pull down the hair. All right, let's do it. All right, so Swan Dave, surely uh, we have one question left for you. It is a top ten question, and so you will get to give us ten answers to the single question. And Spock is now in Swamp Dave's lap, uh, and with his razor-sharp claws is just basically cutting pieces of leek off left and right. There's rutabaga, there's radish, there's banana peel all over the floor. Oh, God, he's making biscuits. And, oh, there's some biscuits popping out. <laughs> all right, so uh, here is your top ten question. Each year... Billboard releases a list of the top 25 Halloween songs. Most of them are pretty much the same every year. Um, Occasionally a new one hops in there. Occasionally they sort of move up and down as a song gains or loses popularity. Uh, We want you to name Billboard's top 10 Halloween songs from the 2018 list. So we're going to give you give you a few minutes to think about the spookiest, scariest songs ever. To a lot of these are also top forty radio. Not all of them, but certainly a great number of them. And these go back some years. I mean, you may find things here from the nineties, from the eighties, from the seventies. A lot from the eighties. The eighties was a cheesy freaking decade. Of wishes I could have lived in the 80s just to purely experience it. All of me lived in the 80s and you missed nothing. <laughs> it was a shit show. <laughs> um, mostly I'm just talking about Reaganomics right now. Um, yeah, so uh, Julia, are you, you love Halloween. Yes, do very you, much. Do you do the spooky music? Are you one of those people who's like, uh, you know, starting around the first day of fall, you just like throw on the Halloween tunes? A try in the middle of July. Middle of July. That's when I start planning my Halloween costume usually. Alright. And do you is most of your time spent just playing the the um, theme to Halloween by uh, from the movie, the John Carpenter I think it's a John Carpenter movie. Um, do you mean like Halloween like Michael Myers Halloween? Yeah, yeah. Do you just play that theme over and over for a month? No, because he starts to take it as an invitation and then he just shows up in my apartment unwillingly. John Carpenter does? Michael Myers does. Oh, I was like, why would John Carpenter come No, to it's like a summoning for him. Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I actually just found out that um, 
the I think it's John Carpenter who directed it. I'm not 100% sure. But um, apparently he also wrote that music. And when they remade the, uh, the movie, they remade the song. He remade the song with his son. Oh, fun. Yeah. I like it. Because cool. what, what better activity to do with your son than making the theme song for a serial killer? <laughs> Ross, do you have a favorite Halloween movie? Oh, God, do I have a favorite Halloween movie? Um, mm, no. I'm, I'm not big into being scared. That's fair. Well, the cheesy ones look at like Halloween Town or Halloween Town High or Hocus Pocus. I have never seen any of those movies. What? Yeah. Oh, you're missing out. They're they're a little dated, but they're well worth a watch. I think if I think if I had to name a favorite Halloween movie, I would probably say Gremlins. Okay. I don't I like know it. if that occurs at Halloween. Is it more of a Halloween or a Christmassy movie? Is it a Christmas? I don't know. Don't they buy the toys as a Christmas yes. present? So, I mean, the, the best movies can be used in any season. True. Because I, I think of Gremlins more like an Easter movie. Um, you know, after after the stroke of midnight, evil was resurrected. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, Spock is now chewing on my arm. This is very painful. Spock, you got it. I can hear him and surely, chewing on your arm. Surely, why are you watching this with such delight? What? It, it's nothing personal. Why are the dolls pointing at your arm as if encouraging him to go further. Oh my god, they are. They're, <laughs> they're clapping. <laughs> Listen, I don't bring a cheesecake over to your house and say you can't have any. You know? I don't wanna hear I don't wanna hear anything from you. I don't want any lip. <laughs> well before Roz dies of uh, blood loss, uh, do you guys have any answers for us for the top ten question? We have a few. We got some answers. Alright, go yeah. ahead and spit out what you got. Uh, we're going to go with Thriller by Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. That is correct. That is the number one answer. And what we neglected to mention is that even though you only have 10 guesses, we actually have the top 15 and we will take any of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of them are very close calls. Yeah. So you've got the number one answer, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Uh, the Ghostbusters theme song. That is the number two answer. Nicely done. Uh, um, uh, Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. That is number six on the list. It is also wow. one of the great Halloween songs. I love yeah. that song. So you are three for three. That's 300 points thus far. I wrote down Candy by Mandy Moore. Oh, I am sorry. Missed opportunity. Is that Mandy Moore? That is Mandy Moore. Yeah. I think Mandy It's about Moore, candy. Is it not a Halloween song? I think maybe Mandy Moore has not elevated to the level of like cultural canon just yet. <laughs> so maybe in a few years, though, continue with your Mandy Moore activism. I mean, I'm watching This Is Us. I'm crying. <laughs> All right. So you've taken four guesses. Uh, we're going to go with Monster by Kanye West. Unfortunately, not on the list. Not, not yet. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a goodie, but maybe not top forty good. You know, um, I wrote down Monster Mash Potatoes. The Monster Mash the, Potatoes. The Monster Mash is number three on the list, but, performed by Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Keepers. And what's funny about that is the Monster Mash exists only because of the dance, the mashed potato. Which I is- have mashed potatoes. Ian, do you want to get them out? Do you, you, guys, do you guys need? Do you want some? No, 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 no. Are you guys hungry I'm, right now? I really worry that if we remove that funnel cake, just a lot of mashed potatoes will come out. It will. <laughs> it's holding in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> right. So, uh, you are four for six thus far. Uh, um, we'll go with Highway to Hell, ACDC. That is number eight on the list. Very nice. Um, anything by the band Corn. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That is horrible, not horror. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, a real... Now I'm just picturing if the Children of the Corn had a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I think Corn might be Swamp Dave's favorite band. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> Wouldn't be here without it, literally. All right. We got two more guesses. Uh, Poison by Bill DeVoe. Now you know. Oh, wow. What a great guess. It is not correct. Ugh. But it should be. It should be. It should be. Um, and then I'll take, uh, how about, uh, I'll be watching you by the police, because is anything creepier? <laughs> there is nothing creepier than that song. Sting just following you around? <laughs> just uh, saying. Well, you know, he pa- he practices uh, Tantra, so he would be very patient in following you. Here are the top 15 Halloween songs according to Billboard's 2018 list. Number one was Michael Jackson's Thriller. Number two was Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters. Mm. Number three was Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Keepers with Monster Mash. Number four was Danny Elfman's This Is Halloween. That's one of the few non-top 40 mm. songs on the list. Number five, Imagine Dragons Demons. Really? Yeah. Really? Apparently they assume that there are readers of Billboard under the age of 24. How is that better than corn? It is not in any way, let's be honest. Number six, Rockwell, somebody's watching me. Number seven, Blue Oyster Cults, Don't Fear the Reaper. Uh Mm. Number eight was ACDC's Highway to Hell. Number nine was Warren Zeon's Werewolves of London. Mm. Not Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Not Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, which should be, number, should be on the should list. be number three on the list. It's spooky scary. <laughs> number ten, uh, the song is called Monster, but the band performing it is Skillet. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Number eleven uh, was John Carpenter's Halloween theme, the main title to the to the movie Halloween. Who mm-hmm. knew that that would be on this list? Number twelve, uh, Eminem and Rihanna's The Monster. Number thirteen, Creedence mm. Clearwater Revival's Bad Moon Rising. Number 14, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Nightmare on My Street. Uh, And number 15 was Rolling Stone's Sympathy for the Devil. So, Julia, what is the AI telling you the final score is today? Our final score for our Halloween trivia is 1650. Woohoo! Y'all crushed it. Absolutely. As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer, so if you think it made it mis- a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at triviaescapepod. Or you can just let us know what's happening on Earth, which we are nowhere near. No, and, not at all, either. And if you've got a great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share, we'd love to hear from you, so email us at triviaescapepod at gmail.com. We are always happy to have your questions. You can also ask any question you want that's not a trivia question, a question that we will ask uh, to our guests. We ask one per week. And this week's question comes from at Ghost Scissoring on Twitter. Uh, and I mean, it's a great handle. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, the question is, do men deserve rights? And uh, why don't don't we, and of course we have to answer this question as well, Uh, but why don't we start with you, Shirley, why don't you take this one? Do men deserve rights? Well, I am married to compost, so uh, I would say that it's not affecting my personal relationship. I think that my personal relationship would not be um, uh, thwarted by men having rights. Uh, So maybe not, you know, I think like it's going to be either way. I think that I'm not affected, mm-hmm. you know, as someone married to a plant-based person. 
Um, yeah. You know. And Mike, I think we're asking the wrong question here. I think we need to be asking, do haunted dolls and compost deserve rights? And the answer to that with certainty is that's yes. A, that's a real Elizabeth Warren move to just take <laughs> the question and, and, and really see what's really being asked. Yeah. Know, see what the opportunity there is. The haunted dolls do have a plan for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julia, why don't you take this one? Do men deserve rights? I think the world would be very clumsy and bumbling if they were only allowed to have lefts. <laughs> uh, that is fair. Although, um, yeah, actually UPS would be much less efficient that way too. Because <laughs> uh, I believe they only take right turns. Uh, my personal answer to that one is no comment. <laughs> All right, so, um, you know, I just, I don't even want to try it. You gave up your rights. <laughs> I, I, I gave up my right to answer that question for sure. Um, you know what? I feel like we've been on your pod an awful long time, and my arm has just fallen off. I have only one ounce of blood left, and so I'm going to ask... Julia to get me back to our ship and uh, to our emergency med kit. But before we go, um, is, is there anything that you want to tell our listeners that you've got coming up uh, in the future? Maybe uh, how could our listeners maybe come and come and see you, come and find you? Well, we uh, we know a group of comedians in Durham that are constantly doing and performing work. And if you're interested, if you're in the Durham area and you're interested in seeing something maybe spooky or funny. You can uh, find a full schedule of live comedy events at okayallright.live. That's O-K-A-Y-A-L-R-I-G-H-T dot live. Uh, you can see a full run of comedy events at that website. Yes, and the live, sh- uh, we just want you to know that the- these are live people. These are not vampires or swamp things. Or dead poets. Or dead poets. They are living people who will, you know, mostly not eat you. Mm-hmm. I, no, I have seen uh, a few shows there and have laughed my butt off every single time, but I'm pretty sure one of those performers was a dead poet. <laughs> I mean, I feel kind of confident he was really gaunt. We do have dead poets every <laughs> once in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julia, what have you got coming up? Uh, well, coming up for me, I am still promoting my tarot card reading business. Uh, y'all, Mercury's in retrograde right now, especially since it's in Scorpio season, which means everything is going all topsy-turvy. It is the most emotionally intense time that I think we've endured this year. So if anybody needs some clarification of what the hell is happening, why is everything happening all at once for me, uh, go ahead and contact me at tall sunflower tarot on instagram or facebook and uh we can talk it out see if i can help you out a little bit you can catch me and julia live doing some trivia at linda's bar and grill at the down bar we're there every tuesday at 8 p.m that's uh the linda's bar and grill in chapel hill north carolina so come on by visit those shows we've actually got between uh our tuesday shows and some private gigs we got what, like eight trivias in the next four weeks so i think we're getting popular yeah we're gonna have a, a good time you can also catch me at the north carolina writers network festival in Asheville on november 9th and 10th and then i'll be doing a reading at third man records in nashville tennessee uh, the following weekend on Sunday, so come on out. That's Sunday, November something, the 16th, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be out there, and uh, if you are a Vanderbilt MFA student, I'm, I'm sure I'll see you the next morning in class. Uh, so I think that's everything we've got coming up. Swamp Dave, uh, surely it has, I want to say it's been a pleasure being on your pod, but I'm dying. <laughs> 
That's we so had nice a, of you to say. Yeah, that's so kind of you. I Thank mean, the you. dying part. I mean, I'm glad yeah. you had a good time, but it's so great of you to die here. I'm <laughs> composed of things that are dying and being reborn all the time. Yeah, that's the highest compliment we could get. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Julia, I am about to faint, so if you don't mind maybe dragging my lifeless corpse back onto our pod. Sure, we'll, we'll just get you right back in your stasis pod. Hopefully, Engineer Rachel can uh, somewhat stitch you up. Thank you. <laughs> and while Ross is dead, I'm going to ask all of you guys in the audience to tweet at us if you are Team Candy Corn or not. Do you think it's amazing or is it just Ross is in his dying breath is giving me a big thumbs down. I think it's dead wrong. I'm, I'm holding up the detached arm with the thumb pointed down. <laughs> Candy Corn is the best. And we will see you all next week. Happy Halloween, our lovelies. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Ross. <laughs> Trivia escape pod. Trivia escape pod.